being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a four-barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. Because Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four-barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing would be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, and this is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Steve Horvath, Gino's Auto Service out of Littleton. One line open, 303-477-5600. Text line, don't forget, 307-200-8222. If you're listening on Sunday, by the way, the text line is the best way to get a hold of us. You cannot call in because we're not here. We're only live on Saturday. The text line, again, 307-200-8222. And we have one line open. Question of the day, what are things... Uh, that people hang or stick, you know, hang off of or stick on their car inside, outside. Doesn't matter what it is. Some do it for superstition. Some just do it because they like it. You name it. Let us know. Mac and Loveland is next. Hey guys, how are you holding up? We're good, sir. How are you? I'm waiting for the mud to dry so I can use my front driveway. Uh, you might be another week or so out. It's hard to say what happens with this next storm. Yeah, it's got a few spots there that the shades on it, but the back one's all sandstone. So it works Good. Um, John was it John from Cheyenne was having going to have his dozer service. Yeah, his old dozer, his old John Deere dozer. Well, when I got mine, I got on eBay, and I think I brought this up before, but you can get a manual package, service manual, parts list book, and the operator's manual. It's a reproduction. It's all bound. Nice. There's three of them. And it's like seventy-five bucks, and it explains everything: the nice. hydraulic, the adjustment on the track. There's a roller underneath for the tension. Well, you put 90-weight oil in it, and there's a little set screw plug you pull out and hold it sideways, so that's your level. But I wouldn't know that. Yeah, yeah no, I, those are always handy. Yeah, so that he needs to snag that, and then it, all that little stuff starts adding up. So I just, And the parts book, I go down there and have the part number for the guy, and boy, is he happy, because they have to look it up. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Great, got, great idea. Great advice. Yeah, stuff... The stuff hanging off the vehicles in Arizona, the cowbell was actually functional because we had it hanging down to the same height as the pumpkin on the front differential. So mm. you're coming into some rocks. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, that would you would mm-hmm. hear that before it hit the pumpkin. But now, you know, it is decorative. But that's what we actually. You never understood the ones hanging off the back bumper. It's like, oh, I mean, I, I get it. I just not functional. sure why. You I guess. Up. You got to back up once in a while. I guess yeah. so. Well, down there we were always making new uh, desert trails, and there were just boulders everywhere. So yeah, you could bust a pumpkin real quick on mm-hmm. that. Yep. Um, the funny um, you're talking about hang um, stuff on the vehicles. My old friend who used to live in Lyons. He had a '53 Ford one-ton step side that he hauled firewood ready to use in the back. Well. On the back bumper, he uh, took some piano wire and wired on one piece of firewood so it would wiggle and dangle but wouldn't fall off. Uh, <laughs> like funny. it fell off the 
Yep. <laughs> it fell out of the bed, but it's still on the bumper. It kept the tailgaters away from him. That's hilarious. <laughs> now, he always went to the uh, local um, coffee shop where all the bicycle people hung out. They used to razz him all the time because on the front bumper, he had a bent-up old bicycle spoke wheel assembly jammed onto the head, end of the, the bumper. <laughs> and next to it was an old shredded... Uh, bicycle jersey <laughs> that's good that's funny it's probably still on there but that's that's um, hilarious they were always giving him stuff about that well it's like it's fresh roadkill i guess is what he said i don't remember <laughs> they <laughs> like to hog the road so right that's hilarious that's good the only other one is um on the big trucks you know it has the warning um stay back right not response right well, I used to work in a print shop. I haven't done it yet, but it'd be nice. I need to get one, make it exact, only it says stay back 200 yards, not responsible for stray bullet. Oh, yeah. And the other one I do see is the driver only carries $20 worth of ammunition. No, that's good. <laughs> I like that one. That's good. Okay, I'll that's let you awesome. guys go. Mac, as always, appreciate it so much. And uh, good stuff. couple lines open, 303-477-5600. Eric in Denver, you're next. Hey, great show, you guys. Thank you, Eric. Thank you. Uh, sir, I wanted to ask you about a, a car. I have a 79, an older GM car, 79 Pontiac Le Mans. Okay. And in, in the front, I have P205-7R14. And in the back, I have p p two zero five slash 7R14950. They're a little bit smaller, the mm -hmm. tires in the back. Mm -hmm. And I want to take the tires in the front and put them in the back and swap them uh, because the air the car has air shocks, okay. and they've held air, and they finally blew a leak in them. And I want to raise the back end up a little bit. And my question to you is, if I drive that car with the bigger tires in the back with no shocks, Am I going to damage anything? Only if they would not clear. Other than that, no. What do you mean not clear? The wheel wells. I mean, if they're getting into the wheel well because there's no, you know, no shock to keep the tire from going, you know, up, you know, because you had air shocks on it, which raised the back end of the vehicle up uh, is well, sometimes a couple of inches, depending upon how much air were in the shocks. If those are right. now sitting down with no air in them and the tire's too big, it could get into the wheel well, but you'll have to just look at that and see. Oh, I see what you're saying. No, I don't think that would happen. Then you'd be fine. Um, not going to hurt anything. Oh, okay. The car still has a little bit of bounce when I push on it. Is, is that? Yeah, no, yeah. They'll they'll work for that. You just don't have any air support to raise it up. Is all. That's in back in the day. Air, air shocks were very common. Very very common. Oh, so so they're actually still giving me a little bit of uh, buoyancy there. Oh, sure, sure. Oh. And are they just leaking because the line's broken, Eric? Or what's the deal with them leaking? Do you know? I don't know. When I put the air in, they air up, and the car, the back end of the car comes up. Okay. And then you, and then as soon as I take the air off, it goes. Shh. Well, it's probably got a leak in the in the, either the hose. Might even be right there at the fitting. If you're getting them to fill and then raise up, the shocks themselves are probably good. You've got a leak in the air supply. Somewhere I'm guessing could even be as the, the you know the Schrader valve at the end like you would on a tire could be something as simple as that. It's got a Schrader valve just like what you've got inside of your valve stem on the car. 
Right. And if that goes yeah. bad, it'll let the air out, Eric. You could just be something as simple as that. So in all likelihood, the, the shocks are still are holding air there. Uh, sounds to me like they are from what you're saying, yes. Or, or there's a little nick in the plastic little hose that goes through yeah, the thing. They, you know, yeah, like and that. as old as those are, I mean, yeah, it's very possible. Yeah. You know. I, I don't think you can put Fix-A-Flat in there, can you? you no, 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 don't do that. Yeah, that'll screw them up. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Okay, so anyway, it won't it won't damage the car by driving it like that, though. Oh no, no, you'll be fine. Okay, sir. And then I don't know if this counts as your question of the day, but you said people put things on their cars. You know, I was a kid in the '60s, and there were still a lot of those old Oldsmobiles around. You know, those real big ones, right? That had a big 400 in them and a Buicks, and all the people would put these rockets on their uh, hood. Yep. You, you, on those big giant Buicks and those yes. big Oldsmobiles. And uh, that was sort of like a status symbol. You put a rocket on that hood, and it just looked so cool on those old cars, you know. So Right. No, that was very common I, back then, very common. Yeah, I haven't seen any of those around. And uh, I don't know if you did this already, but in the 70s, Guys used to put bingle balls in their car. I don't know if you, somebody said that. Nobody yet. said that yet. No, nobody said that or fuzzy dice. Either one. Oh right, but I remember dingle balls. Uh, you'd be driving around, and a lot of the girls really thought that was cool. You know. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> okay, you guys. Good stuff. Well, Good stuff. No, Eric. As always, thanks, man. I appreciate the phone call. Uh, Leon is there. Leon, welcome. What's going on? I uh, sent you an email about a month ago, okay. and you answered and gave me some advice. And you said one thing, probably should have it scanned. And I did that, and uh, there was nothing in the... Nothing in the computer at all? There. No, because, okay. well, when I first started it, it flashed, and then I didn't do any more that day, and I went back a different day, and when I tried, it didn't. So and, and, Leon, refresh my memory. What problem did we have? I answer a lot of questions throughout each week. So what what was it on the Ranger? Right. Uh, well, it was about minus 20 when I tried to start it. Okay. And uh, turned the key, and I heard kind of a, I mean, it did nothing. And there was a clunk, and then it kind of shook, and it turned over okay. like something was hung up. And I finally got it to running. Okay. It would uh, it wouldn't idle; it'd die right away. But I finally found a spot, maybe somewhere between eight hundred and a thousand, where it would run pretty good. Not great, but it'd run there for without changing the accelerator it would run there for 30 seconds and then it would rev up to 3000 and it would drop back down and run there again okay. up and down and I had it towed and the place I took it said it was a, a timing chain issue Okay. and uh, they said it had more than one chain, and they weren't uh, capable of something with the timing. So they said I should maybe take it somewhere else. 
Really? So I had it towed. Well, I checked other places, and nobody seemed <laughs> interested. Or I don't know what. But I ended up going to the Ford dealer, and he said, no problem. Right. And uh, he came back with a diagnosis, something in the engine, uh, needs a short block. Okay. And that's the difference of uh, <laughs> from twelve hundred dollars yeah. to seven thousand. Yeah, that's an expensive fix. If that's the case. Why? Why? Why are they saying it needs a short block, Leon? I don't know. I, they just said something broke in the engine. How many miles are on it? Well, I'm not sure. When I bought it, if it's true, like they <laughs> say, it. It's only got seventy-eight thousand on it. Okay. So I don't. I drive at five hundred miles a year. That's about it. Okay. Are Are you? Uh, I mean, even the short block on that year is getting almost. You are. You are getting worth more than the vehicle is itself. Are you? You gonna? Are you trying to fix it? You know, do something else with it and buy a different vehicle. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I wanted to buy something different, but I, I don't know if I have. Uh, yeah, I don't think in, on an O one Ranger at this point, Leon. If it needs a short block, any kind of heavy engine work like that, it it honestly is not worth fixing. Well, that's what I figured, but I I was wondering why would I get two different? I mean that. <laughs> I have no idea. Huh. No idea. I I mean, I, and I would want to know a little more about why it needs a short block if, in fact, it's only got you know hundred thousand miles or less. It shouldn't, but. Uh, again, you don't know how it was cared for before you ended up with it, so who knows? Right, I, but uh, I don't know. I, they said maybe they could. I asked about a different engine. <laughs> Just put something else in. Yeah, that's not going to happen either. Yeah. They said they didn't know, but they'd check on it. But I. What do I do with it now? <laughs> Well, if you can find somebody that you know would would want to sell you a new vehicle, most likely they could take your vehicle and figure out a way to uh, you know trade it, dispose of it, what have you. Or you can always call you know in Nebraska. I'm sure, like here in Colorado, you've got uh, you know salvage yards and so on that will take the vehicle. You you get some money out of it actually, Leon. You you take the title with you, and they'll take the vehicle and write you a check for whatever they feel it's worth. Oh, they will pay you a little for it. Then. Yes, they will. Okay. uh, Thank you. You're very welcome, Leon. No, thanks so much, and best of luck. Let me know if there's anything else you need. Send me another email if need be, and I'll help you that way as well. All right, folks, lines are open. The question of the day is, what is something that folks hang off of their vehicle, stick inside the vehicle? Some of it is superstition. Some of it is just for fun. Whatever. Let us know. 303-477-5600. Any car questions, we're here for that as well. Myself, Steve Horvath. We'll be right back. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. For over 38 years, Geno's Auto Service has been serving Littleton and customers along the front range. Right now, you can take advantage of Geno's $74.99 four-wheel alignment special. Mention KLZ Radio, and they'll include a free inspection of your suspension. During the winter months, icy roads and potholes can damage your suspension, so it's worth getting it checked out. This month, get a $50 NAPA prepaid Visa card with a qualifying NAPA steering and suspension parts purchase of $250 or more. 
more. As members of Colorado Select Auto Care, Genos backs up their service with Napa's nationwide peace of mind warranty. Genos continues to service Larry's automotive customers. To make your life simpler, Genos offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Give them a call or go online to schedule an appointment and be sure to check out all of their excellent Google reviews. They're AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon in Littleton. Stop in or visit them online at genosautoservice.com. That's Genos with a J. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Avoid the pitfalls with Kevin Flesh. Picture this. You're in court before a judge and jury trying to get the at-fault party's insurance company to cover your hospital bills, and the defense attorney pulls out your medical records. Comparing what you said to the police at the scene of your injury to what your doctor transcribed, you've contradicted yourself. You start to get nervous. You don't want to look like an idiot, but you simply don't recall what you said to the police. That was a long time ago. KLC's personal injury attorney, Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law, prepares you for these kinds of questions so you never need to worry about what to say. Of course, the opposition will always try to call your credibility into question. But with Kevin Flesh, you always know exactly how to respond. Schedule a free consultation now at 303-806-8886. Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law. Trial tested. Trial ready. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560, myself, Steve Horvath, with me today, Gino's Auto Service, and, uh, of course, Larry Younger answering phones, and Charlie Grimes, our engineer. Dick is up next in Thornton. What's going on, sir? Not too much. How are you guys? We're doing very well, Dick. Very Thanks good, for great. calling. Good. Um, I have something that uh, is stuck on the car, and it was usually on the fender of a car or a truck, and uh, it was a whistle that would blow as you rode along, so to, I guess to frighten away deer. So the deer whistles. Be, I used yeah, to sell those back in the day. Deer whistles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Do they still sell was, those? I'm not sure. I really don't know. I, I, I'm looking. Yeah? You can still buy them, actually, believe it or not. Yes. on Actually, Amazon sells them. That's amazing. Well, that way you won't get a real big hood ornament. And by the way, they are much more sleek-looking now, oh, Dick, they than they used to be. Yes. Yeah, they were uh, pretty noticeable. Yeah, they're not now. They're actually fairly fairly discreet. In fact, you could put most of these on, and most folks wouldn't know they're there. Pretty interesting. You know what? You bring up a great point. Not a bad thing to have. If they work. Yeah. yeah. And, I, you know, and I don't... 
I don't know. I mean, I've had guys, you know, swear by them, and yet, Dick, I've seen other vehicles where they were on, and you know, they hit a deer. So <laughs> I, deer, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I can't, I can't vouch for it one way or the other. Yeah. Do you All think? Right, do well, you uh, do you think they work? I really don't know. I I have no experience with them, but I used to hear the cars whistling as they went by. So. Well, I mean, anything you can do to try to scare them away, you know, is a good thing. So. You bet. Yeah. No, that's a good one. I Dick, I had forgotten all about those, and I I didn't know they still sold them. They do. Sheldon is next. Sheldon, welcome. Uh, yeah, John. Uh, talk about things you put on the cars. The uh, when I was in high school back in the early seventies, I worked at a service station in my hometown back in Kansas, and these guys were hanging static straps off the rear bumper. For. I have no idea, sir. I've been a mechanic for 44 years, and I still don't have an answer to that one. Static stress. <laughs> so they're just like hanging a hanging a piece of metal down off the back of the car and letting it slide along? Uh, okay. No, it was actually rubber. Oh, rubber. A rubber. It was actually rubber about an inch and a half wide, okay. approximately. Oh, damn, my pop. And what, and what uh, would... About eight, I'm confused as to what that eight, would do. About eight, well, I didn't know. I don't understand what to do either. They were about 18 inches long, and they and they had one on each side of the car, left and right, and they dragged the ground. And uh, um, hmm. that's the only place in my life I've seen them is in my hometown. And and uh, I still don't know the answer for it. And you said they were made out of rubber. Yeah, they're rubber. Maybe they were just laying rubber. Okay, I just I well, and I looked it up. It's a fad from the 50s. They're called static straps. And people mistakenly, and we lost him, but people mistakenly believe they'll discharge static electricity. It's supposed to keep you from shocking yourself when you get out of the car. And some people still use them today. So Larry's shaking his head yes, that that's correct. But it wouldn't work. I No. (laughs) You already have rubber tires on the car. What's that going to do? Yeah, I mean. (laughs) It's not going to do. Okay, then, whatever. Louis in Westminster, what's going on? John Louie. Louie, what is up, sir? Sunshine and blue skies. Nice. How about you? Are you striping or hanging out, or what are you doing there? Actually, I'm in traffic on I-25 North, almost to the Loveland exit. i got to come up to uh, go to Fort Collins to Lutter and New Kenworth for a friend of mine. Nice. Louie's cool. Louis my pinstriper for everybody your listening. Pinstriper guy, yeah. Yeah, here's my, this, this is my guy right here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks. Um... Hey, so I got, yeah, those uh, static straps. Uh, my mom's family was from the oh, Nebraska, Iowa area, and Grandpa always had them on his car, and he said that way if you got hit by lightning, you wouldn't get electrocuted. <laughs> now that's all righty then. Call as a little boy. All yeah. righty then. Yeah, so, oh, okay, Grandpa. Okay. Uh, but uh, I got a quick question for you about the brakes on my van. Sure. And the west side of Eisenhower Tunnel, if there's a magnetic anomaly or something over there. Um, all kidding aside, I had to run up to Silverthorne here a week or so ago. And uh, coming down the west side, John, I touched the brakes, and this thing was about to bounce me out of the seat. Hmm. Coming down the east side, no problem. Driving around town, now it's got, I don't know, the brakes probably got five, 6,000 miles on it. It's all new Napa rotors and Napa pads and everything. And I'd never seen that before. It's like, well, why the heck the west side of Eisenhower does this thing get brake chatter going down the hill? Hmm. The, the drum in the back, too? 
No, disc, four-wheel. Four-wheel disc, okay. And it's steeper on yeah. the west side than the east side, but not enough that I would think it would make any difference one way or the other. Honestly, Louie, I, I don't have any idea. I mean, going up, you're not heating the brakes up. When you go through the tunnel, everything is okay. You're not heating them up. You know, going down, yeah, they're going to potentially get a little bit hot, and you could have some hot spots out of it in, in that regard. But when you come back down the other side, the same is true. There's no difference. No difference at all. No. And, you know, back when I was at Cypher, I was a ASE certified brake tech. And I'm coming down this hill going, no, what the heck? Why? So I got on the west side of the tunnel, and now my brakes chatter. But on the east side of the tunnel, it's fine. I've never seen anything like this in my life. Do you think a you little, know, uh, it was, maybe some it was uh, old junk? You know, like uh, road stuff? You know, like a, possibly. I mean, I mean I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess you know, Steve. Stuff. Steve might be onto something there, Louie. If you pick up some sort of, you know, road grime or or some, you know, they're using brine now all the way up to the tunnel. I mean, you know, extra salt, something along those lines, even through the tunnel. Maybe that's about all I could maybe. think of. So you know, yeah, something I mean, on it, not not you know, not the brakes themselves, but something that's getting on the 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 you know the pads themselves, because the rotor is yeah. going to get wiped off from the pad because the pads are always dragging. Hey, that, that's what, you know, and everybody forgets that. That's the other thing about it is, you know, the pads are going to pick up whatever's on the road itself naturally because the pads are always dragging a little bit on disc brakes. People forget that, but the disc brakes always drag some. So if there's something on the road, it's wiping the rotor of that constantly, then picking up that material. Potentially, I guess, then, Louie, just step on the brake, maybe chattering a little bit until that stuff goes away. It's about the only thing I could think of. Yeah. I mean, John, coming down the hill, I tried everything, not using the brakes. I tried stabbing them kind of a couple right. times hard, seeing if I could. And roads were dry, sun was shining. It was like, you know. This yeah, is but, you know, then, of course, I think about this. You're driving around Silverthorne doing whatever else you're doing. He had head up the hill. At that point, you've probably wiped all of that back off of the pad. So when you come down the other side, there's nothing there. Could be. And they do treat the roads differently one side versus the other. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, do they really? Oh, sure, yeah. They'll treat one side versus the other depending upon what the conditions are like on the other side of the pass. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And it is different weather. Yeah. Many times. Roads were dry and the sun was shining, but that doesn't mean there's... No, it it doesn't mean there's residue left and there's not stuff you're picking up on the way. And and inside the tunnel as well, by the way. That's why I was thinking he picked it up. Yeah, Yeah. in the tunnel is what I'm thinking more than anywhere. Yeah. It was interesting. I'd never experienced it before. I don't know that I, I, I... It would be baffling to me, too, but that's about the only thing I can think of is something that I physically got on the pads. See, and I figured I'd call you because you, you're like the shell answer man. Oh, <laughs> I wish I was. <laughs> if only. So the guy that used to drive our semi-truck calling the race car around... Yes. He had, he had his own tractor trailer and uh, semi-truck. And on the back of his trailer, he put a little, uh, oh, probably about a two-foot doll, uh, like a, a farmer-looking thing, bib overall straw yeah. hat and that. Yeah. And it was hung on the ICC bar, and he had a little uh, miniature kind of toy fishing rod with a donut hanging off the end of it. Oh, boy, the police, that's mean. The police, the police did not That like is that. mean. <laughs> that's bad. Yeah. Yeah, so... All right, gentlemen. That's good. Louie, thanks, man. I'll see you soon. Take care, man. Have a great weekend. Uh, Be safe. Richard and Centennial Spartacus, hang tight. We'll come back and take your calls. We have one line open, 303-477-5600, which just filled up. So as soon as somebody drops off calls, we'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560.
Hello, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's and Leslie Distributing, your local BG Products distributor. Back again this week with your BG Tech Tip. This week, we are going to talk about fuel system cleaners. If you walk into any parts store and look at the fuel cleaner selection, you might become immediately overwhelmed. There are dozens upon dozens of selections available, all wonderfully designed with labels whose goal is to incite an immediate purchasing decision. So how are you supposed to know if you need one? And if you need one, which one do you need? Well, let's start at the beginning. Every retail gasoline purchased anywhere in the United States has some form of deposit control additive, or DCA. In retail forms, these DCAs take on a number of different brands, and most gasoline stations will advertise their particular brand of DCA. So, if all of the gasoline contains some deposit control additive, why would I ever need to purchase one for my car? Well, unfortunately, the concentrations of the DCA in retail gasolines vary extraordinarily. Additionally, nearly all of them are inadequate for providing a cleanup of fuel-related deposits on modern engines. So, for most every vehicle you will ever own, you will always need some type of fuel system cleanup. So that leaves the question of which one should I buy? With so many choices to select from, as with anything on your car, you should follow the advice of the technician who knows your car and services your car on a regular basis. As a general rule, you will find the less expensive cleaners are alcohol-based and will provide significantly less effective cleanup of the hard carbon deposits in the fuel system. The best cleaners will contain a polyetheramine designed to clean and emulsify fuel system deposits. Oftentimes, one can simply follow the old adage of, you get what you pay for. Our recommendation for most port fuel-injected engines is to use a polyetheramine-based cleaner at least every 15,000 miles. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with BG Products. We'll talk to you again next week. Call Novus Auto Glass as soon as you notice a chip or crack in your windshield so they can save you more money. Novus Auto Glass wants to help you save more money by repairing chips and cracks whenever possible. With their patented glass repair technology, Novus can tackle tougher cracks than the competition. In some cases, they can repair cracks up to a foot long, but you have a much better chance at getting a repair when you act fast. Glass repair is more complicated than you think. Something as simple as going through a car wash could make your little chip or crack unfixable. No matter what sort of damage you're dealing with, though, there's never any risk with a Novus repair. Should your windshield repair fail, they will credit the cost toward a replacement. Novus works with all insurance companies, and for those without windshield coverage, Novus will give you a discounted cash price. It's simple. Novus Autoglass saves you more money. Visit drive-radio.com slash Novus now and find the windshield repair expert nearest you. Novus Autoglass, the inventors of windshield repair. Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance offers a rebate program unlike any other. Every year that you don't file a claim, you get a certain percentage of your money back. Just one example of how Paul Lewinberger, the personal insurance agent of John Rush, keeps your rates so low. He rewards his customers for their diligence and responsibility. 
Paul can also help you strategize about when to file a claim and when to pay out of pocket so you save more money in the long run. You don't want to shop online for insurance because you have no idea what you're buying. You need Paul Lewinberger with American National, the no surprises insurance agent. Call 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. And ask Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance for details about his unique rebate program for home and auto insurance. Talk to somebody with the expertise to advise you so you get the coverage you expect. Barber's Foods has been selling only the highest quality organic, antibiotic-free, and natural food products in Colorado for over 70 years. Their mission is to provide only the best food found in the marketplace from family farms they know personally. Right now, click on March Madness Specials at the top of barbersfoods.com to find these specials and more. Barber's Farms, ground beef, made in Colorado, from Colorado raised beef in one-pound packages, only $2.99 a pound. Thunders Catch Alaskan Salmon, whole fillets on sale in March for only $12.49 a pound. And pre-order your Beeler's Duroc non-GMO spiral ham before Easter. Don't spend $100 or more for a spiral ham from a retail outlet. Buy wholesale and get a better ham at a better price from a family farm that Barber's Foods knows personally. Place your order today at barbersfoods.com. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560, myself, Steve Horvath, Charlie Grimes, and Larry Unger as well. Richard, Spartacus, and Wayne, hang tight. Because I have a fix to not having to have the little deer signal things, deer alerts. Because I have the fix to that. You guys just aren't thinking through this like you should be. So let me play this for you real quick. Here we go. Missing is all that's going on there. Now, Donna, you got quite the vent today. It sounds like what's going on with you. Well, I wanted to voice my opinion on something that's been bothering me for a really long time. Okay. Um. I tried writing the newspaper and contacting uh, TV stations, but nobody seems to want to stay with this. So that's why I'm calling you guys. What's the um, the issue? Over the past few years, I've been involved in three separate car accidents involving deer. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, the population and everything. Um, Each of these incidents, they've occurred shortly after I saw a deer crossing sign on the highway. Well... My frustration is that Minnesota and North Dakota Departments of Transportation would allow these deer crossings to be in such high traffic areas. I mean, I've even seen them on the interstate. Why are we mm-hmm. encouraging deer to cross at the interstate? I don't get it. That's such a high traffic area. I mean, are you, you know, I understand that deer are wild animals and they need to travel across the streets occasionally to survive and now, of course, to find food, but um, it seems to me that so irresponsible of us to allow these deer crossings to be in areas where these deer are so likely to be struck by oncoming traffic. I mean, wouldn't you agree? Um, I mean, it's, it's he doesn't just, know how to answer I mean, this. This is real, by the way. You think they would put deer crossings maybe, you know, in, you know, Smaller towns, maybe during a like at a at a school crossing, that would it would be a safer place for them to, to cross. Wait, you know, put the deer crossing sign. You know, deer crossings aren't 
telling deer that it's safe to cross there. It's just more of like an alert for drivers so they know it's like a high deer population. The government put the deer crossings there. They can direct the deer population anywhere they want to by moving that deer crossing sign. I mean, you know, why in the world would they place it on the highway or the interstate, you know? I mean, God, there are so many other places I can think of than putting the deer crossing signs on on busy highways and interstates. You seem to be under the misunderstanding that the deer are somehow attracted to the deer crossing sign. Well... Well, yeah, the deer crossing sign is there to allow the deer to know that's where they need to cross. Right. And all these car accidents you had involved a deer after you saw a deer crossing sign. Exactly. I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm trying to watch out for the deer, but, I mean, I'm, you know, speed limit's 55, 65. How am I supposed to, you know, you can't break really quick if, you, you know, if the deer is crossing in that deer crossing area. So you'd like to see these signs move somewhere safer? <laughs> right. If we, yeah, if we can move them, like, don't put your crossing signs on the interstate or, or freeways. You know, put them in uh, lower traffic areas. All right. There you go. So see? Those people vote, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Therein lies uh, part of our problem today. So, uh, Richard, what's going on, sir? Well, that was great. <laughs> hey, I just wanted to comment about the... Uh, I can't believe that woman. But I just wanted to comment on that uh, on the rubber static strip. Yes, I didn't believe those things, but until um, I had a, I work on a helicopter that has uh, rubber landing gears, just like the Kobe Bryant helicopter. Okay, and they had static strips on them, and they would break off because they get brittle. But I didn't believe that they were actually dissipating the static from the flying to the helicopter just prior to landing, but I put a cotton uh, digital multimeter on it, and I could actually uh, measure conductivity, but I could not find any mesh. Well, that would make sense because the blades are running through the air. There's no other, you know, grounding, you know, that the helicopter has to the ground itself. I guess the question I would have, Richard, is with rubber tires on a car, isn't that already happening? Um, Well, the rubber tires on this helicopter, it... uh, I didn't think it conducted through the rubber tires, and that's why they went, it made mm. it uh, okay. with static strips that hung about two inches lower than the tires. And they so the so static strip would hit first, and the tires hit. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, and, uh, again, I, right, guys, right. I don't know. I, this is the first time I've even heard of these things, so you guys are all bringing something up new to me. Yeah, looking at the rubber strip, it was like a half-inch by half-inch rubber wand about eight inches long, and I thought, boy, that can't do any good. But it uh, certainly did have conductivity features through it. Well, you know, and they actually, it believe it or not, and I, I shouldn't have made fun, because there actually is, on places like Amazon, they actually sell, with a little reflector on it, static strips you can hook onto the undercarriage of the car. Hmm. Well, you know, when we do sling work with a helicopter, the long line that comes down from the helicopter, yeah. if it's, when it's flying, you, the guy on the ground that's hooking up a load will hit it with a, a grounding rod First, to yeah. dissipate the ah, spark. Sure. Otherwise, you get a heck of a spark. Sure. But uh, oh, yeah. that's when they're hovering above you. But yeah. that's I just wanted to pass that on. No, I, again, you guys, like are, you, know, you, you guys are, you know, you guys are... I'd never heard of these things before today. Well, the the, co- the helicopter generating the electricity. That one makes sense. Yeah, yeah I get it, that. It, your car's not yeah. generating or having Yeah, with the, with the avionics. Right. They wanted to protect right. them. So. Right, right. 
But oh, uh, this is good. To pass that along. No, I appreciate right, it, Richard. Richard, thank you. I again, I'm I'm learning, guys. I didn't know anything about these things. Spartacus, what's going on? How are we? Excellent. Just a couple quick sidebars. I hope your brother Mark is doing okay in Texas. And on the subject of these uh, static strips, you bet. Uh, We've used these things for 60 years on fun jets, on every trailing edge, uh, wings, tails, rudders, etc. Because, obviously, airplanes are going 440 knots. Right. They do build up a static charge, and it interferes with comms, NAS, radar, etc. Okay. Not so much a car or truck, but they do build up a static charge. And if you're motoring around with 60,000 pounds of gas, diesel, or propane, it's a good idea to have those things. And what actually in those rubber pads, if it's designed correctly, there's a little small metallic copper grid. Mm-hmm. So that as that pad wears down touching the ground, it provides a ground yeah, I see that. to get rid of that static. Yeah, no, I, again, I, I didn't know these pro- things existed for cars. I'm just, I, they're, they're nine bucks yeah, on yeah, Amazon. You, you prob- <laughs> You've probably seen the warnings, which nobody reads, at fuel pumps. Yeah. You know, touch the yeah, car. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stay, you know, just, discharge yourself, basically, is what it's saying. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, well, actually, you're just creating the ground, so you don't have a static right, discharge right, right. near the fuel vapors. And it bugs the crap out of me when I roll up to a, a service station to get gas, and this guy sitting there smoking a cigar on a cell phone. <laughs> and I've, I've asked attendants, I go, what's yeah. the deal? Yeah. And they say, well, we talked to him, et cetera. I even talked to the manager. At King Soups, it was a King Soups gas deal. He said, we've tried. And I said, well, you know, you can look on YouTube. There's tons uh-huh. of marvelous oh, yeah. gas station explosions Yep, with all the static. It's worse when it's hot anyway, out, by the way, everybody listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, the guy with the deer reminds me, and I've heard that before, it's hilarious, reminds me of Hank Johnson, our illustrious. Oh, guy. yeah, when Guam's going to tip over. Yeah, Guam's going to tip over if we put in more military. That's right. And that four-star admiral goes, that's he right. Pretty cool. Like, first, he is hilarious. All, he's he's trying to answer as best he can without laughing. Yeah, you look at his eyes and he's going. He's rolling inside. It's like you've got to be kidding me. This guy just asked me that. And his answer is, uh, "Well, Congressman, I, I really don't anticipate that happening." <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And then on, on subject to bumper stickers, you remember back in '08, prior to that, when Obama, Biden, Moran, tons of bumper stickers. Well, shortly after, when Obama gets elected, one of his first executive orders was, let's get rid of junk clunkers. So uh, a true. lot of people with great used cars that ran great. True. They chopped them. They smashed them. And now they got a new car payment of three, four, five hundred bucks, which they lost in many cases, repossessed. But the good news is, when that happened, it got rid of about eighty-five percent of those Obama Biden stickers. So there is a there is a silver lining there. Uh, you know, that's a that's another question. Is do you think? Uh, you know, with the administration we have now, the cash flow clunkers thing will, you know, come back at some point? Quite likely. You know, my, my question is, on the Keystone pipeline cancellation, first of all, there's 23, 25 states AGs that have joined in on a mm-hmm. lawsuit yes. against Biden yes. because it was passed by Congress, and you just can't eliminate this with a stroke of a pen. Correct. Because he is right now operating with the most dangerous pen in America. So... I don't think things are going to turn out well, number one. Number two, how's that all going to get down from Alberta? Mm-hmm. Well, oh, train. We all run on trains, train, of course. Trains and trucks. Yeah. And uh, just a tad bit more emissions, both yep. greenhouse gas and others. It's True. nuts. And then yeah, I agree. That back to your subject on, on bumper stickers. It sounds like you were raised in the same family culture that I was. 
But I also do not like and do not have any of those little dealer plates. Oh, me neither. Those will come off immediately. Yes. I'm not your advertisement guy, so don't don't do that to me. They don't advertise your business. They don't advertise my business. That's right. So well, I go as far as even I'm, I'm, I go one step further. I don't even keep the Chevy, you know, Ram, whatever emblems on it either. All those come off too. Way to go! Anyway, uh, I won't even buy a car that has it on. But if it does, I said, here's the deal: you either take the thing off, right. and don't do any damage to the finish, right. it's a thousand bucks off the purchase price. Right, right. And then last last item, I wish you would get together with the board of John Rush Inc., Drive Radio Inc., and pass a resolution that says you will get to Lake Powell this year. We'll put it <laughs> I'll do my best. Because because it has been some of the best times of my entire life, the 30 years I've been going out there, okay. and I think once you spend a week out there, you'll agree. Okay, I will do that. Spartacus, thanks. we got to run to a break. Right. Arnie, hang tight. We'll come right back to you. Lines are open, 303-477-5600. Wayne Greeley, I saw your name pop up. Call us back. We'll get you on as well. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. No one likes to be that person. You know the one, stuck on the side of the road, busted tire, making everyone slow down to get around them. With Legacy Automotive's new tire sales, you don't have to be that person, ever. Here in our Colorado climate, you might be closer to needing new tires than you think. A bad set of tires can be dangerous and even life-threatening. Tires should be regularly examined for cracks, bulges and blisters, and other signs of wear and tear on your vehicle. The skilled team at Legacy Automotive in Boulder will be able to examine your current set of tires, let you know what they recommend based on what they find, and help you get on the road. Legacy Automotive is a Napa Gold Certified Auto Care Shop and employs ASC Certified Technicians. So don't be that guy, and make an appointment at Legacy Automotive today at 303-396-0555, or visit them online at LegacyAutomotive.com. Legacy Automotive, locally grown auto repair. Hunting down that hard-to-find part for an out-of-the-ordinary car can be quite a time-consuming chore. Unless, of course, you just go around the corner to your local Napa Auto Parts store, where we have over 310,000 parts, all of them made to fit and perform just like the original. Yeah, there are people who say it's the journey and not the destination, but those people have never tried to find an alternator for an 82 Fiat on a Saturday. Go to NapaOnline.com for the location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. Arnie, you are next. Hi. Uh, there's been grounding strips for years and years and years, like the fellow said. I'm pretty sure I always saw them on tanker trucks, but the other thing I always saw them on was school buses. Now, I don't know that I've seen them in recent years, the grounding strips. Right. And he explained how they actually become yep. grounding stri- yep. strips. Even though they're rubber, they've got metallic in them. Correct. And then your other subject about what people like to stick on their cars. Yeah, let's hear it. Well, my 32 Ford, I write up early early on, 
decided it had to have my little chrome-plated anvil attached to the crossbar on the front. Oh, nice. <laughs> and then people ask me, why is that on there? And, of course, the answer is because I think it looks good. Yeah, yeah, good answer. <laughs> That's all that matters. That's it. Good, Thanks. good one. Arnie, Bye-bye. thanks, as always. I really appreciate you calling. It's always a joy talking to you. Uh, Mickey's next. Mickey, welcome. Hi, John. Uh, you might want to ask your dad about this, just uh, confirm what I'm going to tell you. Okay. But back in the day, I had, well, I had a 69 Chevelle. I went from real rubber tires to, to the steel belted tires. To radials? To radials. Right. What they did, what happened was they changed the tire composition to be more conductive. On the mm. old cars, like 40s, 50s, 60s, they were real rubber tires. They isolated the car from the road. Mm-hmm. When they changed the composition, they became more conductive. Because when I switched from bias ply to the steel belt, I you know I gra- go to grab the door handle. And I could get a half-inch arc, and that, if you've played with static legacy, right. you know that hurts. Right. But when I went to the steel belt radials, it stopped. Really? Okay. Really. No, it makes sense. If you go to anti-static tires, they make a special anti-static tire for forklifts so that you don't... Ah. Since forklifts are sure. propane, sure. mostly, they don't want that blowing up especially in some place where they've got lots of So hopefully that made sense. No, it does. No, Mickey, thanks. It makes total sense. I appreciate that very much. John and Loveland, you're next. Hello, John. Who's next? You are, sir. Yeah, I I, uh, wanted to comment on items hung from the inside the rearview mirror. Yes. First, first it starts off with a newlywed garter uh, hung there. Oh, yes, yeah. And then, and then uh, the baby on board sticker in the window or hanging from some someplace. Yeah. And then the bronze plated baby shoes, mm-hmm. followed by the ticket for obstructed vision. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's good. Okay. That's good. Good one, John. Appreciate that. Yep. So the stages of life. Yep. Essentially, <laughs> hanging from the rearview mirror. I never was the baby on board thing. I, I was. No, I didn't do much of hanging stuff off the rearview mirror. Period. Ever. You used to hang your tassel when you graduated. Yeah, I did that for a while, and I, yeah. uh, that didn't last too long either. Yeah. Got faded. Like why? Yeah. yeah. I made it. <laughs> and today, um, I will occasionally. Because I wear sunglasses that have the little, you know, the the, oh, yeah. the deal on it, so they don't, you know, you don't lose them if they fall off, kind of a thing. Occasionally, when I, you know, gets towards evening or whatever, or, you know, you don't need them, I'll hang them off the rearview mirror. That's about it. So occasionally, I'll hang my sunglasses off there. But, That's about the extent. But cars are better too about having little cubbies for the things. Like yeah, much that better. Yeah. The, 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 I, I, well, hang on. Oh yeah. It depends on the car. Okay. It's one of those things that when I do these new car reviews and. You kind of go through some of that. I will tell you that some have lots, mm-hmm. and some of these cars have none. And I keep thinking, you couldn't have done a better job of designing a you know, sunglass cubby. holder, cubby, something along those lines? The key fob. You know, now we don't have to have a key in the Yeah, why don't they give you a slot for that thing? 
it seems like thank you, you. you don't really know where to put it. Thank you. Well, well their, now, their for, theory is it's never supposed to come out of your pocket. Yeah, but I don't like I that. I don't like that either. But, you know, like for my wife, she has in her purse. Well, that's different. So but for we don't women, carry but, but for us guys, we have, we yeah, have no, no place No, to I want the fob. And yeah. I want a place in the car where I can slide it in and hang on to it where it's not just rattling around the cup yeah. holder or whatever. In the cup holder, yeah. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one that thinks of that. Sean in Castle Rock, what's up? Hey, John. How are we doing, sir? As usual. I'm doing good, man. Thanks. Castle Rock's beautiful this morning. Nice. Nice. Hey, here's a couple of things. First, my favorite prestige plate was on my brother's early 80s Porsche 911 SC. It was Guardsman Red, and the prestige plate said Road Apple. Oh, nice. Now, bumper stickers, one of my favorites is on a Subaru. Don't take offense here, John. I'm not. But uh, it says, uh, not a liberal. Oh, good one. You know, and again, we all make fun of Subarus in this area because of the majority of folks that drive them. But, you you know, again, great vehicle, and I know lots of conservatives that own them as well, so it kind of gets a bad rap at times because they are a good vehicle. Yeah, they sure are. Good. By the way, great uh, Colorado vehicles, what I, I should say. say. How about Volvo owners? Are they typically? Yeah, typically. <laughs> typically? Well, you know, because yeah, Volvo funny. doesn't necessarily mean, you know, typically, and again, it's things change over time, but typically people think Volvo, they think, you know, middle-aged woman, safe, or, you know, even a younger mom with kids, safe, uh, not real flary, not real flashy, no, not, not flashy, fast. Yeah. Although that's changed a lot, because if you hop in a new Volvo, they're not that way anymore. They actually are pretty cool. True enough. Hey, you've never, but you've never seen a liberal driving a Dodge Power Wagon. Not very often. That is a fact. No. <laughs> that is a fact. And and here's another one for you. Um, favorite bumper sticker I've seen on Forerunners is Jeep Recovery Vehicle. Ooh. Good one. Now, I know I gotta I gotta hang up before all your Wrangler friends start calling in and disparaging me. But um, and then oh, here's a tip too. Uh, as far as key fobs go, yes. I learned this one on a, on a science program, and it does work. Okay. If you're out if you're out of range to unlock your car or activate your uh, your car alarm, uh-huh. hold that key fob up to your head and push it. And the water in your brain, in your head, amplifies that signal, and it absolutely works. You, are you, you're kidding, Seriously. right? No way. No. Is this I like the deer crossing sign, Sean, or are you being honest with me? <laughs> I, I'm being totally honest, and if you think about the physics of it, John, it I, makes sense. I guess it does. The, the signal. Sure. Yeah, that travels a lot further through water. Yeah, I, you're right. Well, there's nothing in my head anyway. Yeah, well, yeah mine's empty. It's just air, so I don't know how that works, Sean. <laughs> Well, yeah, that is a, that is a requirement. You have to have yeah, yeah, you got to have some matter up there. Great matter has to be up there first. <laughs> a good one, John. Yeah, love you. Right. Appreciate it, man. Good stuff. Thanks. That's for that's fun. I enjoy that. We got another full hour coming your way again. Question of the day is: What do people hang off of? You know, whatever inside the car, out of the car. By the way, I've heard things today I've never heard of before. Mm-hmm. The strap, the static strap thing. I I didn't know anything about. So I'm learning as we go. 
Appreciate it, by the way. We'll be back again. Another full hour. Anything you've got car-related-wise, though, problem-wise, you name it, buying, selling, which, by the way, uh, we should talk when we come back just for a minute, Steve and I. The, the new used car market, uh, if you are in the market for a car, I would suggest you get that done sooner rather than later because with the chip shortage that's out there, it's going to drive the price of both up. We'll talk a little bit about that when we come back as well. So don't go anywhere. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.